Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Bravo Happy Hour. I'm your host, Megan O'Donnell. Grab yourself a drink and join me while I break down the week in Bravo TV news. Thanks so much for tuning in to Bravo Happy Hour. Just a reminder that if you're loving the show, head to Apple Podcasts to give it a five-star rating and leave a little review. It's the best way to let other Bravo lovers find out about the show. Today's episode is blessed with the presence of Ryan Bailey. He's a fan fave here on Bravo Happy Hour and the host of (laughs) And We're Video Chatting. (laughs) So it's a lot more fun when you video chat with long-distance guests. And now I'm realizing that I have to probably do this going forward because it's just like so much better. I feel like there's such a better connection. Yeah. By the way, you guys, I'm just literally staring at Megan with my mouth open and just like, like, Hey, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. Like, I didn't know it was going to be video chat. So now I feel like I should be like the Oscars, like in a tuxedo or something. Like I, <laughs> I, I haven't, I haven't changed my clothes in two days. Like, I'm in quarantine wear and I just like, <laughs> I feel like I'm like Tom Hanks in Castaway, you know? Uh, too soon. <laughs> Wait, no, he's good. He's back home now. He's back home. Now we only have to worry about our God. Andy, you know? Okay, well, thank you so much for the seamless <laughs> segue into the first episode. We have to put, like, news music on, like, breaking news. So, <laughs> this Friday night, Watch What Happens Live host Andy Cohen and the patron saint of all things Bravo was diagnosed with COVID-19. He said he's doing fine, he's quarantining, and he's uh, socially distancing. This is so weird that him out of all people get it. You know, I, I wasn't, and hey guys, how are you doing? I hope oh, you're yeah. doing great out there listening. <laughs> like, no, for real. Like, I know we're in a weird time. So, hey, how are you? But I got to say, uh, I think we are waking up to the fact how weird this is. We've never dealt with something like this. We're in a movie right now. So we're going through these weird waves of emotions. Like one day I'm like, oh, great. And one day, like yesterday, I started the day where, you know, we saw that thing where Andy said he was going to be doing Watch What Happens Live from his home. So I was like, F yes. Oh, my God. He's there to save us. Yes. Andy loves us. And then to get that message later in the day that he did, by the way, hand it to Andy. He gave one of the sexiest coronavirus poses in his Instagram 
where I was like, damn, damn girl, you like, you're looking good with the Corona. <laughs> and as a straight man, I was like, good. Like, this is like, if I get Corona, I will not be able to take nearly as good of a photo as Andy did yesterday, you know? <laughs> he definitely has the Corona glow up, which <laughs> I was <laughs> not really expecting that, but yeah. Yeah. Jaw, like, jaw looking have, amazing. I'll, I'll have what he's having. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, but he, like, I got to say that, that I, and I, I know coronavirus for a lot of us will be very treatable, but I got to say certain people like Tom Hanks or him, or if Meryl Streep gets it, or if any of my favorite real housewives get it, it floored me last night. And I got to say it really, really bummed me out in a different way. And I know, I know he's very well taken care of, but I, didn't you have thoughts of like, what, what happens with Ben? Is Ben all right? Well, exactly. I'm assuming there's some sort of babysitter they have full time anyways. John Mayer. It's John Mayer. <laughs> well, I kind of DL think that John Mayer and Andy had this baby together because, okay, let's be real. With my whole heart. Did you see yeah. the comment he left? No. He, okay, John Mayer left a comment under Andy saying, he goes, I love you, man, with my whole heart. And well, I love my male friends, but I, like, I love my male friends, but I never, like, on a comment, like, go, I love you with my whole heart. And I, it made me jealous. I don't have a male friend like that. And then it also led me to believe, like, I think they're really in love, love. Like, I think well, they're in love, love. Okay, I do too. So there's a lot of different things. One, I used to know a guy who knew a girl who was, <laughs> yeah, his little Wait, sister's okay. brother's this babysitter. This, this sounds <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, so she had been, like, an assistant to a lot of big celebrities. She had, like, dated this big celebrity in the past, but she worked with John Mayer, and she said years ago that him and Andy had, like, a relationship, like, a true one. Yes. And then, okay, there's other things that are kind of sketchy. John Mayer was the only rogue dude, non-Bravo related, the at the baby shower. So that's yep. a huge thing. And also he's friends with Bruce Bozzi and he's friends with a lot of other people. Like he has tons of friends. Why wasn't Sarah Jessica Parker there? If you're going to have one of your rich, famous friends there, why wouldn't you have SJP and, you know, Matt, Maddie Broad, like coming to hang too. And then the two of them aren't dating anybody. John Mayer's notoriously a ladies man, quote unquote. And so why hasn't he been seen with any women? That's because Simpson's sexual napalm. Yeah, exactly. Like, well, two I, comments. Do you remember the, uh, I, I said this, I said this on my pod a long time ago. Do you remember the New Year's Eve where he made out with Perez Hilton when he was with Jessica Simpson and Perez Hilton outed <laughs> him on his website about it? No. And John Mayer was like, yeah, we French kissed. So go look that up. But then secondly, my <laughs> question writes is. it down. Pardon yeah. me. <laughs> quarantine, quarantine list. Um, the second thing is, do you, so John Mayer also seems very evolved as a man. Why would you think? Why would you think he wouldn't come out then and just be like, "I'm a proud man in love with Andy Cohen"? So is it because he still, like, what is? Why would you? Why? Why would somebody like that be in the closet since they seem very honest about everything else in their life? That's the one thing that gives me pause. Yeah, I think that's a great question, and also I think like the root of this, like if they actually are together and they are like quote-unquote, raising this child together and doing all the stuff that we're completely speculating on, um, allegedly, but... Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, 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 it's gospel. This is, this is fact. This, this is happening. You guys, um, we're breaking news right now, yeah. <laughs> but I don't know why he wouldn't come out. I know there's obviously such homophobia in this country. Like, you know, you don't really see it unless you're kind but of we forget because we're in New York and L.A., well, exactly like we're that in New York too. And LA, so we don't see the same thing, yeah. And he could really be hurting his sales in like rural places in the country that are pretty anti 
gay people, you know? And so I think a lot of men fear that, which is why like, you know, Kevin Spacey and a lot of these men who have no, John Travolta, like these people have always had lingering rumors out there about their sexuality, which is whatever, you know, people are going to talk. Like, Wait, can know. I break a story? Can I yeah. break a story on your podcast about would, Kevin Spacey? I would love nothing more. Okay, this is a, this is kind of a, a there's going to be a, a boner involved. So am I allowed to say that? Of course. We promote okay, boners okay. on this podcast. So, so <laughs> we're pro boner. <laughs> uh, so, so I used to work at a day, I used to work at a day spa when I first moved to LA and I was a, a spa attendant, sorry, a spa concierge. And my job was to pass out water and hand out towels to men in the spa. But my unofficial job since it was in West Hollywood was to make sure guys didn't hook up with other guys. So it was the literal worst job in the world is because you would just like, you would really like, you would have to make sure guys weren't like blowing each other in the spa. And it was a reputable spa. It was like a really nice place, but you could have memberships. So guys were like always like in the steam room and you'd like, but you would walk with like $300 in cash tips. Cause you would just like, Hey, I'm going out to get towels. And then it would be like a gay circus for like 10 minutes in the spa. And you would come back and people would like throw all the male attendants like $20 bills, you know? To shut Crazy. you up. Nice. So, so <laughs> nice. nice. Oh my God. Uh, no, <laughs> I was, by the way, what I wouldn't give for that job right now. No. Uh, but um, so one time, so one time Kevin Spacey came in and this was like post-American beauty. And like, I Love that movie. thought he was brilliant. I, I thought he was a brilliant actor. And a, as an actor coming from college, I was just like, oh my God, this is so exciting. This is so insane. Like he was like up there for the Tom Hanks for me, you know? And immediately I realized something's wrong because he, uh, he's changed into his robe. He's left his sunglasses on and he, he took the water cup I gave him and he made it like a beak. And then he just started staring at people with the beak and the sunglasses with his robe. And I was like, oh my God, he's fucking doing like K-Packs or whatever that movie was where he played an alien. And then I was like, oh, okay, this is going to be weird. And then he proceeded to sit on the lip of the jacuzzi with a rock hard boner in front of everybody. And I was like, Dick no, out. no, no. Yes. Like just like wanting people to see it, wanting to creep people out. <laughs> and I was like, no, 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 no. And I was like, fuck, fuck, fuck. Cause I knew then I had to say something. And so then I was like, no. Cause it was like, I was like 22, 23. And I was like, this is like not what I want to be doing. Like, so I had to like, I was like pouring water, like for people. I was like, here you go. I go, here you go. Here you go. Hey, Kev, could you put that away? Here you go. Here you go. And, you said uh, that? Yes. What the fuck am I to say? What the fuck am I like, like, I don't want to have a full conversation about it. I was trying to be as like gentle and polite as possible, you know? And he just like, he didn't even act like anything weird was happening. He just got up and just smooth. Like it was like, not even a sorry, not even a, not even any kind of emotion he's at like all. This whole thing. <laughs> he, oh, oh, he's like, I think you know, I think you know my friend, little Kev. Uh, no, he didn't say that. He didn't say that. No, 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 no. no. I was like, he but, it uh, little. but, but that was, but that was, but when all that shit broke about Kevin Spacey, it didn't shock me at all because he really seemed to get off on making people uncomfortable. Like that was what, in my, in my opinion, like my, allegedly, that's what I saw. And it really freaked me out. It scared the hell out of me because it, I mean, that's when you realize like, oh, just because you admire somebody's acting doesn't mean they're a great person, you know? Yeah. Well, I think I've always felt that like with the Woody Allen thing, like, you know, loving all of his movies and like being a college student and being like, I'm reading all of his books and I'm doing all of this. Dude. And then you start reading art you know, articles and it's like. Well, I have, I, 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 I was the idiot that bought all of his movies on DVD and box <laughs> sets. And now I'm like, well, 
Well, first off, I'm an idiot for buying any DVDs. Secondly, I'm like, fuck, now what do I do with these? I have like 20 Woody Allen movies on DVD. I can't even sell them without getting a dirty look, you know? <laughs> exactly. You can even drop them off at Goodwill. The person's like, you fucking pervert. Yeah. Oh, we got what did you do with coming into Goodwill. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like, it's just weird. It's like, it's, it's, it's an, I mean, we, we, like, it's the same thing with Kanye. Like, you separate the art and the artist and, and, uh, you know, the same thing with, like, Ramona Singer and Housewives. You know, do you separate their art and the art? I don't know. It's, <laughs> but it is, it, it's just scary. Like, we, we, we really give these people, and I guess that's, like, going back to John Mayer. Like, John Mayer doesn't strike me as a creepy guy at all. And he strikes me as somewhat, rel- like, smart. And maybe he's just one of those dudes that tells all his male friends how much he loves them. But at the same time, he did make a point to be there at every major event in Andy's life. Yeah, and yeah, didn't him and Andy kiss on Watch What Happens Live, like smooch on yeah. the mouth? Which, yeah, like, because I think he came for his 50th birthday, Watch What Happens Live. Yes. If you see, if you see little Ben pick up a ukulele and he like wails on it, we'll know that that is John Mayer's kid. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little, little Ben uke, and he's like. <laughs> oh my god well hopefully andy gets better soon hopefully baby ben is healthy and i will be his babysitter i would totally be his babysitter are you kidding i would like that would be the best job ever like and he probably has so much like he has all the episodes of all the seasons of like unreleased housewives he has oh the my new york god. season yeah if i become the babysitter yeah i could go in and then just do like a quick bonus episode i won't get in trouble at all we- Oh, we need to do like an Ocean's Eleven type movie where we try to break into Andy's Andy's just to get the Housewives episodes. And there's like a, a team of like seven podcasters. They're like dressed up in like uniforms and like maintenance. And then like there's yeah, maintenance. Uh, too much. Yeah. <laughs> well, during this coronavirus, we have a lot of the insane people on this network truly going insane. However, some people are giving back. We had Bethany Frankel promise what was it, fifty thousand. Corona kits, and now she's saying she's gonna have 150,000 masks delivered to major hospitals around the country. And I think that is great. Like, again, why is Bethany Frankel doing more than our government? Like, it seems like she should be president. No, Be- Bethany, every time I want to like dislike Bethany, she does something so amazing and so incredible and so thoughtful and so not something she doesn't have to do that I'm so thankful for her and people like her in the world because our our federal government and this isn't about Trump but our federal government isn't doing enough right now so people like that and she's done this time and time again I'm so thankful for people like that that actually give a crap and like are like going this specific problem with masks I can help with you know yeah it's pretty incredible speaking of other people helping with masks i'm gonna kind of jump around because i'm seeing like how <laughs> things can be easily jumped around with wait speaking- are you about to go to like a batman story speaking <laughs> <Yeah>. of <masks? laughs> batman what's he up to <laughs> is he safe uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of other people who are creating masks uh project runway season four winner christian siriano who's also the coolest guy ever i like randomly went to his first new york fashion week runway show and i was like 15. I don't know why his publicist gave me a ticket, um, but I asked for it and she sent it. So I always have loved him, but he was tweeting. Wait, 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 back up. You were 15 and you asked a publicist for an invite? Well, okay. So when I was younger in high school, I had this blog, fashion (laughs) blog, and it was with my friend. And we used to take like classes at FIT when we were in high school. So 
we were obsessed with like fashion week of course and so one year I wrote, we wrote like five blog posts and then we were like you know what let's reach out to like every publicist for every show showing at fashion week so we like went through the entire calendar and I found any any email address that I could associated with like press and a brand I would just like reach out to them and be like we're style bloggers for it was called a style behemoth which like pretty cool for like a cool like high school blog but yeah we wrote like two, yeah what a name wow. <laughs> two terrible uh i'd probably say three terrible articles and random- Dude, that's crazy that's so cool <laughs> like ballsy enough to reach out to publicists in high school and then people gave us tickets like i think i went to seven shows that like that some like semester whatever season and then the next year i think i went to four or five but it was all it was all like uh, shows for Rob Kardashian's sock line. <laughs> exactly, it was exclusively yeah. it was sock fashion. Like, yeah, uh, Arthur. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I went to one of Christian Siriano's shows, and so that was that was fun. But he tweeted at Governor Cuomo. Uh, says if Cuomo says we need masks, my team will help make some. I have a full sewing team working from home that can help. And now Andrew Cuomo is like, "What's good? Appreciate the help." Like, what's next? So. Dude, Andrew, Cuomo wanted to slide into the DMs. He was like, follow me, I'll DM you, which is just, um, I, but by the way, like, the one thing I was thought about this was that we got to make sure that these masks don't become uh, collector's items. We got to make sure that, like, I need a Siriano mask or I'm done. Like, I, like, get me one of those, we, we got to make sure there's not a run on these specific masks. Like, if, if Kanye fucking, like, releases masks, Uh-oh. I'm out. Like, no. if he does, like, a Sunday service mask, I'm done. Like, there's no, he'll, because he'll charge $60 for a Sunday, and idiots will buy them. Just <laughs> <laughs> I would Guys, Megan just pointed to herself. That's a video. <laughs> uh, no, I wouldn't buy one. But, no, totally. I, I, and that's going to be another thing. It's, like, only, like, the chicest people in New York can get one of the Siriano masks. Yeah. I, I think he seems like someone who would, you know, be tasteful with whatever he does. But I was thinking him and Bethany should do like a collab together and then do some sort of like a hospital mask, uh, skinny girl moment. Really <laughs> you foray do, into fashion. You talked about Bethany's new show on HBO Max. It's coming out, you know. It sounds new- like it's like the nighttime. You're like, you know, her after oh. hour show. <laughs> her after her Bethany after dark show no but she's doing like a, a apprentice type cut like I, I I think that this should be like a challenge on her new HBO max reality show of like you know who can make the quickest masks like a challenge <laughs> on like how many masks you can churn out in a day but I gotta say like people like this really inspire me that they have like like Christian Siriano has a team of sewers that are just waiting to sew stuff like first off that's awesome second <laughs> off anybody it's such a scary time that anybody's thinking outside of themselves right now is like hats off. That's awesome. You know? And also like many people are working from home right now. And if you're fortunate, you have that option. And for Christian, who's clearly paying his employees currently while nobody else is working to sit at home and quote unquote work from home. Like how are your factory workers working from home when, you know, there's not a factory in their house to, you know, build these garments, whatever, do shipping, all of that. So it's amazing that he's still giving them, I'm assuming wages and then which now is just some like, opportunity. Which is just like the Holman. Look at you, Ryan. I love <laughs> podcasting with podcasters because they can slowly read my mind. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, so Stephanie Holman from the Real Housewives of Dallas, her husband owns this company called Holman Lockers, which like who knew lockers could be so uh, you know, bougie. But they having, create- having having been pushed into mini lockers in high school, I, I they can be they can be very 
very nice in there. You can live in some of these. You know? <laughs> Were you really pushed in lockers? Oh yeah, I, I was like a tiny. Like I'm, I'm a bigger guy now, but I was tiny in high school, and I used to look like Joey McIntyre from New Kids on the Block, and like, but I, I looked enough like him where. I would get picked on for it from jocks. So I'd get, I'd get pushed into lockers and they'd be like, fucking new kid. And they'd like push me into a locker. But then the girls that liked <gasps> new kids on the block didn't think I looked anything like him. So it was like, it was, it was cause I had like curly triangle hair, like Joey McIntyre. Oh yeah, I saw those pictures. You're <laughs> those, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, I saw those pictures on Reddit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> R slash ugly teens. Laughing from my diaphragm. No, no. Like that's it. Oh, I'm like, I don't even know that word, but I know. I can't get it a part of the vocal system. <laughs> so Travis and Stephanie Holman have guaranteed all 285 of their employees will have full pay until May 1st, no matter what, no layoffs. And Mama D obviously came out of the woodwork to uh, praise Travis on this, saying, Mama D is so very proud of you. <laughs> I love my, my she- <laughs> my dumb ass, my dumb ass daughter Deandra doesn't know half the stuff you do, you know. <laughs> Deandra had to fire everyone, and there wasn't coronavirus. <laughs> and they're working out of their stupid, stupid house right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's so stupid. But I think this is great, and I think it's also important that when business owners who do have a lot of money and do have a lot of spare income, clearly they're cajillionaires. We see it on the show, but that they take a step back and look like as like a business as a whole and realizing like this will pass. And so, you know, to give your employees full pay for, you know, a month and a half more is, is really honorable. And I think companies that can do that should do that. But you know, in the next coming weeks, we're just going to see like more yeah. people in our lives well, get I, off. Like it's, it's going to be, well, I told you, I, you know, I find on Monday, like when I get, I, I will get laid off. I'm an acting teacher and I work in an acting office and we're one of the bigger acting studios in Los Angeles. And you know, on Monday, she said, hey, I can't afford to keep you guys uh, probably, you know, uh, like at the beginning of April, uh, I'm gonna, you're going to have to file for unemployment. And I've been there 12 years and it's, but everybody's going through the same thing. So, like, so when somebody does something like this, it really is honorable because he really is taking that completely out of his pocket. You know, there's yeah. no money that's going to be coming in for really anybody except for Zoom. You know, like Zoom is the only business that is going to be booming right now. Zoom and Slack and like any online thing. And yeah, this is just like another plug, but it's also good to support those businesses that you at least know like will be coming back. Whether for me, it's like, oh, like I love this Pilates studio near my apartment. So I'm going to buy like a five pack of classes now when I know in a couple months I could be able to take it. But like just to keep these businesses in business, because frankly, like Restaurants are going to close, shops are going to close, so many things are going to close. You know, a couple months without clients means you can't pay your rent, period. And so many business owners already don't have, like, you know, so much capital saved up where they could just go silent and dark for months. And so it's going to get, it's going to Can't we just pause? Can't we just pause the whole economy? Just pause it for three months, agree to come back, and we'll see where we're at. (laughs) But it just, I mean, I've never been in this position before. So, like, I'm, it is kind of scary, but everybody's going through the same thing and much worse. So like every time I start to get scared for myself, I'm just like, oh, this is like, I'm so, I'm so good. You know, like I'm, I'm yeah. okay. Like I, I can afford to just not eat for a while. So live, live off the, uh, live off my love handles as is, you know? 
No, I was just saying, Travis, if you're listening, I would love to work for you during this time, especially, yeah. Well, he makes locker rooms in equinoxes, and I've actually heard that the West Hollywood equinox has, like, crazy, like, sex parties in the men's locker room, so it actually could be good, you could be Yes, because it's in, it's at WeHo. Yeah. What, but by the way, I always, I always, I almost wrote a one-man show called Spa Boy for UCB, for Upright Citizens Brigade, where it was talking about my spa experiences because oh I had like a nemesis in the spa. I had this Spanish soap opera actor that was my nemesis who I would chase around the spa every day. It was like Keystone Cops where he would just come in and like, and you would wear, if you wanted to hook up, you would wear your locker key on your left ankle and that signaled that you wanted to hook up with somebody. Like it was like a whole like coat. That's hot. It's we had crazy. Larry, the foot fetish guy. We had a foot fetish guy that he would act like he was a podiatrist. And he would like, he'd be like, hey, you're, you, you look like your feet are hurting. Can I take a look at that? And he would like, he tricked my buddy Nick. And he was like an insurance salesman. And they were like, yeah, Larry took a look at my arches. He said, uh, he, I go, he's not a podiatrist, you doofus. He's an insurance salesman. He just really loves feet. And he was like, oh, dang. Like, their weird crap happens in spots. Yeah, I've never seen anything like that happen once. But when I was in Paris, um, I went to this like great spa a couple of years ago and I was in the sauna and it was like this big fat guy and I like walked into the steam room and like the, the protocol on steam room is like, it just depends. Depends on where you are. Like if you're, it's men and women and of course it's Europe. So they don't say anything about like men and women being in the same one. And it was just like this fat guy who's probably like 350 <laughs> pounds, just like fully naked. And I walk in and it's just the two of us. And I said like the complete far end other corner from him. So I wouldn't look at him like hiding my towel. It's like, I want to die. This guy has got to get the hell out of here. And he stayed in for like 15 minutes after me. I'm like, pro might've died. Like <laughs> he, he might dead. be he dead. dead. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't want to be in a, like a steam room with like creepy dudes touching each other's arches. Well, don't come to Los Angeles. That's all I can, I can <laughs> tell. Noted, noted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, some other people have been impacted by the coronavirus, whether it's like uh, physically or just their plans. Uh, Lala, Ken, and Randall Emmett from Vanderpump Rules <laughs> have had to postpone their wedding. The wedding was supposed to be in Newport Beach on April 18th, but now they have postponed it to July 2020. I, I'm, I'm just so sad for them. <laughs> I just don't think that Corona is gonna, if, if God wanted me, sorry, you guys, I'm doing Lala's imitation where she was on Instagram so dumbly said last week, that she was like, coronavirus, what does it mean? I just don't think God would want me to cancel my wedding. Like she was so white privileged that it was so, so disgusting. And she thinks she's so funny. She compared herself to Larry David. She's like, sorry, guys, oh, yeah. I, need to, I need to Larry David the stuff. I'm like, girl, you are so far from Larry David. Like, I, I hate that nobody in your life is breaking it to you that you're not funny. Like she thinks, you know, like those people that are like, I don't even consider her hot anymore because she's so annoying. But like, she's one of those people that looks so good to other people that they try to act like she's like, hey, you're super funny because they don't want to tell her she's hot. <laughs> so they're like, you know, you're like special funny, right? So she thinks she's special funny and she's not. Yeah, I would 100% agree with that. It's just like completely tone deaf too. Like, girl, one, God has nothing to do with your wedding. Isn't it funny though that with uh, Randall being on Vanderpump Rules now is that he actually is, we used to make fun of Randall all the time about, you know, now he is actually the one that comes off the best in the entire cast. Like Randall to me is like, he's just really unassuming. He is, I mean, like, by the way, I'm sure Randall's a 
flipping creep in real life or whatever. But on the show, he's the least annoying person on this show right now. And it almost like, I almost now I'm like, Oh my God, poor Randall has to put up with Lala. Like where it used to be like, Oh, why is Lala like Randall? Like just cause of money. And now I'm like, why does Randall like Lala? Like he could do much better. Yeah. It's actually funny you say that because I was listening to their podcast before we did this, which again, the fact that I even gave them two clicks was yeah. really hard for me, but I was- You just opened up the gates of hell when you listened <laughs> to that podcast. I just felt like I had to. And actually I do like their banter with one another. And I've been saying it on the show for the past few weeks that I've actually kind of liked seeing him on screen because it just shows like another side to her, but they were talking more about like Lala being a stepmom, and you could kind of see that they actually- Have a relationship. Have a real relationship. And I think when we were just seeing like- my man, my man, my man. And when she was just talking about that, then viewers are like, oh, so you're just some side hoe and he has a wife and kids. Well, she always talks about like how good her blowjobs are and stuff like that. And like, yeah. it's like, okay, you know? But he was actually quite embarrassed by that. Like one of the questions that they asked him were like, what was the most embarrassing thing Lala said on the show? And he's like, I actually really like her on the show. I think she's funny. I think she's witty, which question marks all around that. But then he was like, yeah, you know, something she said. She's like, but you didn't like when I said the BJ on the PJ comment. He's like, yeah, no, of course I didn't like that. Like, cause there's lines, there's lines. But, <laughs> but see that, but see, I love, I, see, I love that he is aware of that stuff because there's got to be multiple times that he's very embarrassed, like that whole Fofty thing, you know? Like, yeah. he's got to be like, dude, you are not helping the situation here. Totally. You're making it worse. But also, to me, she reminds me of, like, a young Larry David. And... <laughs> 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 anyway, now Megan, now, now, Megan, now, now Megan can see me being tickled by myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, doing, like, a... <laughs> <laughs> slapping your knee <laughs> <laughs> but i i did enjoy i did enjoy listening to them on the show but he also like gives it to her like he rips her but i did find one thing weird i think we see it a lot whether it's like jacks and britney where it's like new jacks old jacks like they are labeling her like sober lala drunk lala and constantly saying this differentiation where she was like oh my god drunk lala would do x y and z she's like but sober lala does this perfect i'm perfect sober lala and it kind of just felt like a little performative where it's like yeah you could still act crazy like quote-unquote crazy or like out of character when you're sober like it might be amplified well, she, when you're drinking but you could still act a fool when you're sober like let us not forget there's a part of her that seems like it gets off on like how well I can be even more insane when I'm sober like she's she's like look at me how hardcore I am even when I'm sober and she's like getting weirdly off on that I'm like hey just like if you're an asshole you're an asshole whether you're sober or drunk like why are you proud of it at all like just try not to be an asshole like yeah well they also talked about the conversation that she had on instagram live that you actually sent to me which like i was on the subway like desperately trying to get service so like all the audio would play through um but it was a whole instagram live where she's just like alone in bed ranting and raving about tom and ariana how the two of them you know ripped her oh. heart out thinking about oh. how much they backstabbed her and i i don't know why is she so pressed? Is she upset because Lala was like, you're not a safe space to talk to? I feel like that really triggered Lala as someone who thinks like she is like the number one friend, empathy queen. Like, I, I feel like she thinks she's- Lala's rise is really interesting to watch because 
you know, just a couple seasons ago, she was the one that was not included in the Stasi, Katie, Kristen friend group. And now, you know, Ariana was one of the only people that really hung with her and stood by her. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And, you know, to watch these tables flip is really fascinating because in doing so, Lala's learned nothing. She's not, you know, like a couple episodes ago, she literally, Ariana had told her about, you know, wanting to drive the car off the bridge. And she told a group of people that Ariana didn't say that to. It's a very private thing, even if it was filmed. But she told it in a group of like, that's not your business. You're not helping anybody. If I come to a close friend and say, hey, I'm having suicidal thoughts, I then don't go to another friend group that doesn't really care about that other person and go, guess what this person said. Yeah. It doesn't help anything. And I all I could imagine was Ariana watching that back. And knowing that those were real feelings for Ariana and then having to watch Lala flippantly say, oh, my God, where is she even? Oh, my God. Last week she said she was going to drive a car off a bridge. It was so gross and so the opposite of everything that a friend I would think should be that it was alarming that like it's like, Lala, you've learned nothing from this. You've learned nothing from being bullied. And now you're kind of turning into a bullier to people that you have no right. Yeah. Also- Something just fall of my hair. Okay. <laughs> um, I was like, something just fell out of my hair. I was like, oh no. <laughs> You're losing your hair now, a new symptom. Yeah, um, it's like, Jesus, no. <laughs> clumps. Uh, but yeah, no, I think you're right. And it's also interesting because Lala, we see the past few years, like keep calling her a buzzkill and saying all these things about her. But Ariana's been like pretty open about finally addressing her past abuse from a past boyfriend, going through the trauma of losing her father. And then I think just like her current state of like depression and anxiety, which probably comes because of a lot of reasons. But you would think that Lala like watching the show as a viewer and like in addition to living this life would be aware that her friend is going through this stuff. And that's the time when you like reach out to them. But yeah, she's like, well, if you were having all these issues, why don't you just come to me? It's like, well, you know what? A lot of times when people are struggling with depression and anxiety, they don't, they think they're burdensome. They, they think they're annoying yes. their friends and they can't, <laughs> and that's totally normal. And that's, it's just such a normal feeling. And so for Lala to be like, you need to get out and reach out to me. It's like, no, she actually also probably has real friends and has a support system in Tom that, you know, puts a lot on him, of course, because it's a lot of work to have to be, you know, always there for someone. But, you know, when- And to dress that good doing it, you know. <laughs> Tom Zanwa has the worst style. Like- I see. I see. I don't know if I. 
Well, I think he pulls it off. I mean, listen, I shop at Old Navy mainly, which, by the way, <laughs> thank you, Old Navy, for sending me your what we're doing during the quarantine email. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, but uh, what every company sent us, like, what we're doing. Like, I, I don't, by the way, I'm assuming that Old Navy's all right. I don't need to hear from Old Navy in an email of, like, what we're doing during the quarantine. Like, Subway sent me one. <laughs> Forever 21 sent me one. Like, I'm assuming you guys are okay. Like, we'll, we'll check back in in a couple months. But Tom Sandoval... <laughs> I, you know what? Even if you don't like his fashion, what I love about it is that in his head, he has an outfit for everything. Like, I bet he has an outfit for, like, when Ariana confides in me, I'm going to wear this. You know, like, he has, <laughs> like, he has a, a plan, at least. Like, you might not like, like his style, but he's, he's trying to push forward, you know? Yeah, I do appreciate that. And I do appreciate the fact that he brought a sewing machine to Jackson Britney's wedding in Kentucky. Like, Black and white safety pins, tampons. I'm like, bro, what and are you And the fact that doing? and the fact that Jack still gives him a C and like says all the shit that he's saying is in pure as somebody that already hates Jack, this last couple of episodes has driven me so up a wall. I just I need to know what happened. I need to know what is the underlying what is going on that Jax is this insane about Sandoval because something must something that happened we don't know. Well, I think this season is going to really take a turn because the mid-season trailer came out a couple days ago and it ends with Jason is gone. Jax is back. (laughs) Exactly. But I think we as viewers have also been saying that because, you know, just because he walked down the aisle as Jason, this great man, whatever, I'm a new man. That doesn't mean shit, you know, like performative. It's all performative. Your wedding is a day. It's a day. You go back to being who you are the moment and the moment you guys get home and the fanfare is over and the people magazine spreads are done and you know, no one gives a shit and it's back to being normal jazz. And, and he then, realizes he's still married. Yeah. Well that too. And like, he's right now saying, Oh, you can't bring that up to me in this time, in this time, in this time, this time of my life, bro, this time of my life. It's like, dude, yeah, get over it. Just cause you're getting married doesn't mean you can't be, you know, held accountable for any of your actions. But now it's like the wedding's over and people can be like, Hey, you, and I think Tom isn't going to drop this pastor thing. I think, I actually don't think Ariana will drop it as, you know, she shouldn't because she had valid reasons to feel the way she felt. But I, I think that's probably going to get brought up again. And then it's just going to turn into like some sort of snowball fight. And I cannot wait. Well, I hope that because Kristen, Kristen said that line in the mid-season trailer. And I was like, oh my God, wouldn't it be amazing if like, somehow like they're watching Drive over at Jax's house, you know? And then all of a sudden like Jax like, pokes her with his foot you know and Brittany's asleep in the other room and like they're Damn. like hey look what's on and then that's when Kristen knows like oh Jax is back you know I feel like she would kind of be down like do you think this is so fucked yeah Kristen's up. crazy, crazy. Yeah, Kristen's I crazy dude Kristen, Kristen gets I think Kristen's like Kristen's safe word is like doing shit like that like <laughs> that's what like is safe to her she like that to her probably feels really natural and normal and I think Kristen just like all all of us wants to be loved, but will literally do anything to get that love, you know? Oh, yeah. She did start talking about, like, her new boyfriend on, like, at Sheena's birthday. Sheena has, like, a new vlog that she's doing, which, like, I did watch <laughs> all of. But she... I, I have that on my quarantine list to watch, actually, because I was like, I'm going to do a segment on Sheena's YouTube because she seems like a perfect YouTuber. Like, if you're she's in great. the YouTubers, yeah. She's great. She drinks White Claws. She answers people's questions. And she's kind of like willing to joke about herself. And I like that people like, there was one thing she's like, we're debunking things about me. And people are like, all you care about is fake tanning, <laughs> fake nails and extensions. And she's like, she not goes, wrong. Yes. <laughs> like, 
Just well, like, I love so that cute. somebody in the last couple of years explained to Sheena that she's funny on a different level and she's like leaning into it, which is like, like when I saw the Sexy Unique podcast live, she came out and she like, she gets that like people, there's a group of the Vanderpump Rules audience that lovingly laugh at her. And I think she really likes that. She doesn't understand it completely, but she gets that people think she's funny, you know? But I think that's the same thing as like watching Sonia Morgan, where she's not really out <laughs> funny, but like who she is and how she reacts to things are funny. So then she kind of plays it up and it's like, girl, we kind of are laughing at you, but because you're laughing with me, we're kind of just laughing together. Like I forget that I'm like making fun of her. <laughs> you know, I don't know. But, that, but, but, see, like, but that's why New York is my favorite because I think New York is a team full of those people, of people that you're not outwardly funny, but just who you are. Like Ramona, who she is, is just inherently funny. So you put all these inherently funny people that can't really be funny in real, like when Countess Luann tries to do her like, you know, cabaret jokes, they fall so flat, but it's like, you love it because they do fall so flat. You love it. It's like the comedy is like, the, the comedy is in the pauses. Like, you know, multi-cam, there was like multi-cam comedy and single-cam comedy. Follow with me. I know this is crazy. No, 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 you have I like The this. Office, which is single-cam. I used to have like multi-cam, which was like uh, Roseanne, The Cosby Show, like things that had a laugh track. Uh, or like Friends. Friends had a laugh track. And now comedy turned into no laugh track, single-cam comedy, where on The Office, The Office wasn't what they said. It was the pauses in between what they said. So mm -hmm. it was the audience filling in that blank. And that's why Real Housewives of New York and a lot of Bravo shows work for us because I feel like we add that pause. Like in that pause is where the comedy is. Mm -hmm. And so when Sonia Morgan does something crazy, it's watching other people react to that in the pause. And then that's, we fill that joke in. I, I just, I sorry, I sound like I'm high, but like, that's really, that's what I think why it works. No, I, I completely agree. Well, to kind of steer us a little bit back, <laughs> take the wheel. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, um, I'm sorry. No, no, no. So also for Randall and Lala, his directorial debut is currently shut down. They were filming in Puerto Rico, but obviously people had to get sent back. This movie, which lol, is called Midnight in the Switchgrass. Like the fact that he is casually directing Bruce Willis uh, and Emile Hirsch and Megan Fox is kind of insane to me. Uh, but so that got canceled too. So womp, womp, womp. <laughs> Hopefully, oh, actually, no. I was like, hopefully, Lala's uh, sir tips are really bringing in the bacon. Or fake. Well, that sir, one line. Tom was all closed. That, that one line in this week's episode where it was um, where Bo and them, Bo and Randall were laying in bed together, and Bo goes, I'd watch any movie that Bruce Willis was in. And I thought that was like, I was like, bro, no. First off, I wouldn't watch any movie Bruce Willis did. And like, obviously, Bo is kissing Randall's ass because Bruce Willis is in his new movie. Mm. And it was like, Randall going like, guess who's in my movie? And Bo going, oh, dude, I'd watch any movie. And I'm like, no, you wouldn't. Because Bruce Willis has done 50 movies that none of us have even heard of that you would not watch. Like, I, by the way, I get, like, I challenge people during this quarantine to watch every Bruce Willis movie, you know? No. Yeah, well, you just, no. Megan just had the most disgusted look on her face. <laughs> No, I, I'm way too busy with Hulu and like <laughs> decade. My dad's like, there's no sports to watch. I don't understand it. I'm like, dad, I have 15 years of Bravo to watch. Like, I, know, I don't I even know that. where to start. I think I'm going to do finally get into Shaw's and I need to finish Potomac. Oh, that's exciting. Both, both yeah. great, great programs. 
Well, while we're here, I guess we could talk about the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills trailer that came out this week. So the new season comes out on April 15th, so that's just a couple weeks away. The trailer was so boring and absolutely nothing happened. I mean, the only thing is that is like we get confirmation that the Denise uh, Brandy thing is an actual thing. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I mean, I just, I feel I have such bad feelings for Beverly Hills the last couple of years that this didn't really do anything to assuage my fears. It's just, I just don't like these people, I guess. I just don't care. You know? Yeah, it kind of I, seems- I don't know. I feel bad. <laughs> like, I know a lot of people do care. I used to really care. I guess just the last do- few years, it's just been really like no real storylines. We don't see anybody really going through anything. The only thing that we do see is, yeah, the Denise and Brandy thing. And one of the scenes, the way that this all, the drama starts is because Brandy is telling Teddy and Kyle what's going on with her and Denise. So the fact that Kyle would even stoop so low and like hang out with Brandy again, and same with Teddy, and then the two of them getting into a car with Lisa Rinna, telling Lisa Rinna, and then confronting Denise, potentially at that party that they were all going to that night or later at at a later date. But, you know, Brandy is so fucking messy. And the fact that Teddy and Kyle now are like teaming up with her just seem, just seems outrageous to me. And, and so fake, like, it's just so fake. My, uh, my friend did a rewatch of Beverly Hills. And if you guys are like first couple seasons of Beverly Hills is some of the best stuff you'll ever see. So good. Like it really is good. Like those are the times like when Brandy first came on the scene, you know, that show fell apart and just never found its way back for me personally. I know a lot of people really enjoy it, but I just don't. And so when I saw that trailer, I was like, the trailer was better than I thought it would be, which says a lot because it still wasn't great, but it, I don't, I just don't expect anything from that show anymore. Yeah, it just didn't really give anything. Like, we didn't really see Garcelle or Sutton, the new people. You know, we see Rinna doing really nothing, kind of having a spat with Teddy, but that's nothing new. Kyle did have, like, a little bit of a freak out that looked like it was towards Dorit, and she's got the new bangs, you know, shaken. The Casey, the Casey Musgraves bangs? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it seems like Kyle gets pissed off with Dorit, but again, that's another friendship that is bound to fail because Dorit is team LVP I'm assuming like I'm wondering like where their loyalties lie at this point I don't know how much will LVP be brought up this season well I would say we should make it a drinking game every time she's brought up the first episode we take a shot and we might all die because oh my god that's a great thing to put out like for uh your listeners is that when that airs we should do a drinking game and then everybody write in with how many uh how many well we'll all do the same amount of shots but then write in like just how drunk you actually got that night I love that. I'm actually will PK's out. will PK's financial troubles ever be brought up? Probably not. They did like end a lot of their cases and I guess pay back their debt, which is what happens when you sell all the thirty thousand dollars worth of Hermes plates you bought for season. <laughs> you could start paying back debt. But I don't know. I don't think they'll actually really deal with any of this stuff head on. And it frustrates me because Bravo is so willing to pick and choose what lawsuits and what legal things are willing to show. They had no issue. There was no legal issue showing any of the stuff that happened to Teresa and Joe on the show. When you know that during their court cases, the lawyers and whatnot were pulling footage from the show to show frivolous lifestyles and a frivolous life that they were, you know, faking. But then you think like on Shaws of Sunset, like there was a crazy few episodes and MJ's husband, Tommy, like, 
I mean, spoiler alert, you're on the fucking internet, so you know, but he, like, goes to Reza's house and, like, smashes all his plans and, you know, really fucked up his property, and now, like, he has to, he ends up going to jail, he has to do all this shit, they have no problem talking about that, they have no problem talking about it on Atlanta, so it, it makes no sense to me that Beverly Hills is really unwilling to kind of go there with the realities of their life, and unfortunately, people deal with financial issues all the time. If you're not willing to deal with it on the show, then it's just, it's like a fake portrayal of your life, and it, that just gets boring, and also, it gets sad when you're like, oh, wow, you're spending the money you don't have to buy, you know, Chanel bags when you have two little kids who need to go to school, and, like, one day will go to college, you know, and so it's like, that's where the money should be going if you have well- I mean, we're like so deep inside this world is that I really would love to be in on production meetings or be aware of the conversations that are had of like what gets in, what gets out, like what those creative meetings are at the beginning of a season of like, okay, what do we got? We got Teddy. She's pregnant. We got, can we, can we focus on this? Do we need to ask them if we can focus? Like, what are those creative meetings? Cause I just have no concept of how I mean, I see what's shot, but I have no concept of how it's put together in production meetings. Like, I would love to be a fly on the wall of those discussions of how they piece a season together and what they go in knowing and what they discover during a season and Mm -hmm. and see if they can show, you know? Like, what is the legalities of all that stuff? Like, I really get fascinated with the minutia of that stuff. Yeah, and I think that's an interesting way of looking at it. And I think the producers from Beverly Hills, if anything, are really particular in the way that they outline the stories because on other series things come up and like just change and do a 180 for the entire season and the entire season's about something new whether it's like Luann getting arrested or anything like there's things that just like stop production and everything turns and talks about that one thing but Beverly Hills doesn't really have that it's like Kyle's husband's opening another agency let's go on a trip well you know he got he got in a uh, a lawsuit with um uh, didn't uh, Kyle's sister's husband sue? Oh, I Mar- didn't hear about that. Mauricio, recently, but that's yeah. This was like a year right? ago, I think. Yeah. I mean that makes sense because I think Mauricio left Hilton and Highland, I think, which is you know Conrad Hilton's business. Uh, actually, no, I don't know if that's Conrad Hilton. I get all those Hiltons mixed up, but it's like the Hilton business and like their real estate company. And I think he took a lot of the clients that he, you know, had when he was working there and then started selling them homes for the agency, which understandable. I feel like lots of businesses, like businesses begin with people starting with like their old businesses clients. So that makes sense. But I don't know. I've got a... I'm throwing it down on my list in addition to John Mayer, Perez, Hilton, Kiss. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, it's a, it's a New Year's Eve kiss. Look it up. You should be able to find it immediately. By the way, are the, are the, are Mr. and Mrs. O'Donnell in the, the background <laughs> at all? Are they in the living room? Where are they? No, I'm in my parents' bedroom. Uh. Um, <laughs> like about to watch like John Mayer and Perez Hilton kiss. I'm like, no, I'm alone. <laughs> don't worry. Um, <laughs> damn, I don't know if I can find it. Wait, it didn't right. pop up? Has it, it been scrubbed I, from the internet? It honestly might be scrubbed. I see like... Perez Hilton being like, is John Mayer gay? Like videos of that, which is, oh, this is when Perez used to out people though. All right, I'll watch Yes. I'll watch that later. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm not crazy about Beverly Hills, but I'll also take whatever I can get. I think 
people were asking if they could release the Roni premiere video sooner rather than later. And Andy was like, we're trying, but it's a little bit difficult, but we'll try. Well, it's a little bit difficult because also, it's, it's also about like, um, you know, commercial, like they sell advertisement for these well, things. Exactly. Like they, it's can't, like they, can't, and ads. they can't just be like, we love you guys. Like, you know, they can't do that. So <laughs> I was like, what did he text me? <laughs> it's just a bunch of videos and like stuff of like Pres Hilton talking about it. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Tight, tight. <laughs> no, I swear to God, it was like a new year's Eve party that Jessica Simpson and John Mayer went to and Pres Hilton was there. And then they ended up, see, that's the night. That is the night. Oh my god. Wow. Ten years by the way, ago. By the way, wait, wait, wait. You gotta post that picture on your Instagram when this is released. I will, I will. <laughs> That's really good. Yeah, really nice. Um wait, oh, one thing also happening for the New York Housewives. Uh Ramona and Mario quarantining together. Romance is back, baby. What I mean, by the way, like somebody finally made quarantine sexy. Like that <laughs> is, you know, like you know, like they're just like the sexual tension in that household and Avery being there is just going to be built up and built. I mean, it's like, it's gotta be. And like, you know, like tomorrow's dinner, I bet Mario is topless. He just is like shirtless at dinner. Like it's just going to, they both look great. They both for their age, they both look amazing. Like I, I think they need to like, by the way, they might not be able to release Roni early, but why not do like a fucking like, like a GoPro on that house and like, let's see like a live cam of like what's happening in their quarantine house. The same thing with the back alley of Sir. I just put a GoPro up and launch that on Bravo. And we'll just get to see people like go back there and take smoke breaks and like whatever, you know? Kind of like a Big Brother thing. Just like 24 hours streaming. You never know what you'll see. Yeah, by the way, I wonder how like, I mean, I live like a mile away from Sir. Like, I wonder if I could put like a hide a GoPro and like just live stream that myself and like without it getting like you can't imagine they clean very well back there like i bet I, nobody would find it no one would ever find it it actually could be an amazing idea for you hey yes. ryan how did you get arrested well funny story uh yeah <laughs> started putting cameras in places i shouldn't yeah <laughs> oh my god all right is there anything else i've ruined your podcast haven't i I've ruined yeah this. i'm like we're fucking done all yeah. right just okay <laughs> Well, ending the show, we have some crazy news coming out of Charleston. So, so Thomas Ravenel, who is on Southern Charm, but no longer a cast member, is allegedly going to be a father again with Heather Mascow, who is a 38-year-old nurse who's also living in Charleston. He loves she, nurses. Do you notice that? I think it's like a thing. I I used to date a guy who like would only date brunette teachers. Granted, I'm not <laughs> that. But he would only date brunette girls who are teachers. I was like, you have some sort of complex about like uh, a person with like- I love learning. A yeah, like a, a job that can help people, you know? So it's like, you're such a bad person. You literally are like this nurse who gener like whose profession is to help people might make me seem a little bit better, you know? Well, that's so odd. That's like psychologically dope. Yeah. Like, by the way, yeah. Like everybody should just start with like wanting somebody that has a job. Like you don't need a specific job. Just like, just Person. be employed. That's like, and by the way, we're all not employed anymore. So it's like, that's really get somebody employed. You're great. But like Thomas Ravenel, I was really um, comforted in the thought that at least he's not with Catherine. But because remember that rumor was that like was about bad. a month and a half ago yeah. that we were seeing those rumors come out. So I'm happy about that. But what girls like with his track record, I just like, it, it really is a man's world. Like he 
still manages to get girls like mouth off. Like he doesn't realize how hated he is. Like the oblivious rich people live in this perfect like bubble that I, you know, he's still trying to get back on the show. I don't get it. Yeah. I, I don't understand him. However, the past few years have been interesting. I have definitely seen that these two have been together on Instagram probably in the past year or two. And the ex-husband of this Heather person, so they have two people together. He's like a business owner in Charleston, owns bars and restaurants. And a couple years ago, he put a banner outside of his house. I guess this is when he started dating his ex-wife and the, the mother of his children. And it was a literally a massive sign. I'll post it on Instagram saying, keep this guy out of your house while minors are sleeping. Thomas Ravenel is <laughs> booked on second degree assault, battery, and I'm assuming sexual assault to a former nanny on January 25th, 2015. Thomas Ravenel was also indicted on federal cocaine charges in June of 2017. So this guy clearly does not want his ex-wife to be canoodling with T-Rav, which I mean, who the fuck would, but yeah, kudos. I don't blame him. uh, Yeah. I mean, like I just, I don't, I'm, I'm good with not having to see him ever again on reality shows. And the fact that he keeps getting brought up is, really disappointing because there's a part of me that thinks he loves that about himself like he loves it he's still yeah. like he's like these guys can't stop talking about me like by the way that's my thomas i'm not good at him hi guys listen <laughs> i can't stop talking about me I um, thought it was really good spot on <laughs> thank you that was like my britney imitation on my podcast the other day turned australian all of a sudden i was like hi y'all how you doing in the outback like i you can't know. do imitation. yeah i was like that's not a knife this is a knife i'm britney um yeah no i think he's a fucking pig and this dude also <laughs> by the way that's i love that pause i think he's a fucking pig yeah. that's, that's that should be the title of this episode yeah. truly uh yeah someone fucking Oh, he's so gross. But so this guy, Leo, he doubled down on the banner outside of his house and he created a petition. He's looking for a thousand supporters, which you guys, there's thousands of you listening. Go support this petition. And it says, we, the parents of our children petition, need to stop (laughs) guys like this from occupying a residential home while minors are present. So I guess Thomas Ravenel is sleeping at the home with Heather and the two kids. And this Leo guy is like, get this motherfucker the hell out of the home. I'm most likely paying for and b- being near my children. Yeah. Everybody should sign uh, yeah. that, that, and I'll bring it up on my podcast too. Like, let's like get those signatures. That seems like easy to get. He says, as a concerned parent of my own children who experiences this situation, I'm very concerned to pass this information to others and for parents to be aware. I love how there's just like a rogue petition. Like it doesn't like, it's just, like stop guys like this from sleeping at people's houses. It's like, okay, uh, but yeah, but you can do petitions for anything, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I one year did a petition to have, like, the Kardashian Christmas party, like, not at Kim's house anymore. Like, I was like, <laughs> you can really create a petition for anything, unfortunately. <laughs> I was like, or is something about, like, not the, having the Kardashians, like, stop their Christmas <laughs> card. And, like, you know, unfortunately, like, you have to really put in work for these petitions to get noticed. But, you know. <laughs> Something to think about. This most recent season of New Jersey Housewives, I kept seeing like, petitions going around on Instagram being like, petition to get Melissa Gorga off the show. I'm like, who, who's making this? Is Jennifer wait, 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 wait. making this? I got to ask you this because I see a lot of this online. Uh, Melissa Gorga, what are your thoughts? Uh, I am not really phased by her. People are like violently against yes. her. And I don't, I don't, I find her annoying. I don't think she has a storyline. Like, I don't think that 
I don't think anything but I don't really don't negative about care. her. Like I, I, but people are really butthurt about her for whatever dude, people reason. People like are like insane about her, and I just I usually feel like I can see where people are coming from, but I just think she's such a non-entity that like, and you have to have her on so you get Gorga, you get Joe, well, you know, you exactly. need Joe Gorga on there, so you gotta. So like, it, I'm I'm very fine with her because I feel like she's such a non-threat. Yeah, I read this thing on Reddit the other day that was saying like it was like an ask me anything with this producer who's also a producer on the Jersey Shore, and she was saying how she like worked on a season or two of Jersey and she said, oh, the producers really cover up for Melissa and Joe. There's a lot of shady shit going on back end, but producers really like them. During the whole Teresa and Melissa fight, like it was totally all Melissa's fault and you never saw any of Melissa's bad sides. They really made it like Teresa was uh, the evil sister. So that I found quite interesting. And then there was also these like old articles from like all about the tea, which like, I don't really like that website, but oh, I remember I that got, yeah. Like, website, yeah. in like a comment section from 2010. Like, I don't even know. Um, <laughs> it was saying how it was like this woman who came on the show and had been like a friend of hers. And it was during like that whole time where they were like, Melissa, you were a stripper and that's how you met Joe. And you cheated on him and did all these things. And she was like pretty, this woman in the comments was like, nah, she's like a cheater and Bravo hid it from everybody. And Melissa was really like, obviously upset about these rumors coming out, but that like, she was upset that Teresa was like fueling the fire a little bit. And then it made Teresa look like a crazy bitch when it actually was the truth, which like obviously would make Teresa feel even more upset and like not non-trusting. Of, uh, see, that's what we need. We need a book on the production of these shows. We need a book on what we didn't see and how things, how decisions were made on these shows. And like, we could start like, like, let it be a 10 year like window of like, now we can write what happened 10 years ago. And cause enough time has passed. And like, we get to be in on all the decisions of like, when, you know, uh, Kim, Kim Richards was with that drug boyfriend. <laughs> Uh, you know, yeah, like in Hawaii, that. you know, yeah. like all that stuff. Oh, I love yeah, that to hear the behind so the scenes. When they were like running late to dinner and he was screaming. Yes. Or like they were in Hawaii in the bathroom <laughs> and you're like, they were like probably doing some sort of drug. Well, well, <laughs> I don't even want to think about that. Well, on that note, Ryan brings us to the end of today's episode. And because we didn't give you a proper introduction in the beginning, we both just started laughing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Tell people what your show is called when we can hear your episodes, et cetera. Uh, my show is called This American Life. and you, No, no. <laughs> my show is called So Bad is Good with Ryan Bailey. You guys probably already know about it if you listen to this show, but it's a uh, show about all the pop culture we love to hate with a focus in reality shows, but we kind of go all over the map. Justin Bieber, a bunch of stuff like that. Uh, I'm doing, I do extremely long podcasts. There are timestamps. Please skip around. You do not have to listen to the whole thing. Uh, I am uh, of the... Um, I'm quantity over quality. So uh, if you need a long podcast to listen to, please try to check it out. If you like it, leave a good review, blah, blah, blah. Um, and uh, I think, Megan, actually, do you want to come on this week for Vanderpump Rules Recap or the week after? I'm free at pretty much any time for the next uh, foreseeable future. So Perfect. All right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, like. take, take a picture too so I can post this. Say hi. Wait. Okay, perfect. Uh, but yeah, that's the podcast. So check it out if you haven't. If you have already and you hate it, then just I hope you enjoyed today. Thanks so much for listening to Bravo Happy Hour. If you're loving the show, head to Apple Podcasts to leave a quick review and a five-star rating. And while you're at it, head to Instagram and follow at Bravo Happy Hour to talk with fellow listeners on the episode's discussion posts. Also, feel free to shoot me an email at bravohappyhourpod at gmail.com with any super juicy gossip or just to say hi. Be sure to tune in every Monday and Thursday for more of your favorite Bravo-related news.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.